This is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update Podcast. This is part of an ongoing series featuring critical insights from the physicians and healthcare professionals on the front lines of the pandemic. Hello, this is the American Medical Association's COVID-19 Update. Today, we're talking to Eli Kustin, a 13-year-old from Evanston, Illinois, who's helping people in need schedule their vaccine appointments. His mom, Hillary, is joining us today as well. I'm Todd Unger, AMA's Chief Experience Officer in Chicago. Uh, Eli, I read a story about you in the Washington Post a few weeks ago, and it really resonated with me. I tried to help my mom, who's 86 years old, get scheduled for a vaccination. It was hard enough to do one person, and I kind of hung it up after that. But you have been helping a lot more people, and I'm interested to hear your story. How did you get started with this? First, my grandparents were looking for the COVID vaccine appointment, and eventually, uh, you know, I, you, you just have you. This was before I had created ILVaccine.org, so I was just kept checking Jewel Osco, and eventually an appointment came up, and I was able to reserve it for them. But I realized that there were so many other people that didn't have somebody that could look for them, or that and that were having issues getting the appointments. So that I helped some other uh, friends of my grandparents. And but from there, I realized that there were only so many people I could uh, help. So that's why I created ILVaccine.org, which is an appointment aggregator and availability uh, list with. So it'll have the location name as well as the address website and if there are appointments and who they are for. Well, let's talk a little bit first before we get into the site. How? You know, what are you hearing from your grandparents and from from their friends that you're helping? How does this whole process feel? I mean, it feels like it was not well planned out. Uh, it could have been more pl- planned out by the federal government, I think, just so that it would be a, a smoother process for for people to get the appointments. You mean so you didn't have to check like a thousand different websites? All yep. uh, That might be nice. Um, did you ever expect that somebody on the other end might have like a... Uh, someone they know that works at the Washington Post. Did you ever expect this kind of work to get discovered? I mean, before I created the website, when I was just helping people, I didn't I expect any sort of press coverage and I didn't want it. But I mean, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> um, I wasn't I was it was not something that crossed my mind that I would be in the Washington Post, though. <laughs> so you have kind of a you know, before this whole thing started, you have do you have a tech support business or something that gave you the skill set to be able to build a site like this? I, I had built websites for things before. I built one for my bar mitzvah, built one for I, uh, some family friends. I, or I built her one for something. So, I mean, I had built ge- general, you know, websites before, but nothing with as many visitors is uh, ILVaccine.org. So, yeah, that's pretty uh, sophisticated stuff. You, you must have run into that situation where you're like, I can't keep helping all these individuals. Where did this kind of idea then come from to build something bigger? I noticed that there were other states that were or that had uh, similar volunteer-run websites, and some of them. Uh, this was, you know, at beginning of February, I think. You know, they they were they had they were pretty big, not not as big as they are now, but um, I got the inspiration from that and I did some research and figured out how they were doing it. And I think within a day or two, I would, I had a working prototype, which is, doesn't look very, it doesn't look a ton like our current design, but a, it was a working prototype of the site. 
Hillary, you're kind of hearing this in the background, uh, you know, your son's working on this thing. You know, what are you thinking along the way and, you know, how do you help? So he's always loved technology. And so the interest in technology is not surprising. He's always wanted to help people and volunteer. Um, so that was not surprising. Um, what really shocked me was sort of his instincts around the equity and access piece of it. He recognized very early that it would be problematic for him to start getting dozens of people contacting him every day. And how would he prioritize them? You know, because I said, well, there's an Evanston group. I could post something to Facebook if you want to find more people to help. And he said, but if I'm inundated with people, how do I prioritize them? And so that really surprised me, sort of his understanding of the nuances of those issues with equity and access. And, you know, if you have two people in different counties and appointments in between them, how do you how how do you decide who gets that appointment if, if you're that person, you know, helping people find the appointments? And then also the privacy issues. I think he was really sensitive to the fact that people have to give him their information for him to book appointments. And so he had wanted to help teachers, for example, at his school. And we talked about, well, should he tell the principal to let the teachers know that he's available? But then they'd have to give him their birth date, their address, their phone number. And obviously he's trustworthy. He's not going to do anything with it, but that's uncomfortable. Um, and so, you know, he, between recognizing those issues and his background in technology and programming, I think he settled on the website pretty quickly as a way to handle some of those issues and just reach more people. That makes a lot of sense. And those weren't issues necessarily that I was thinking of uh, in terms of, you know, beyond the scale part of this. You know, I noticed the message that's at the top of your website, discouraging people from kind of going in areas that they don't normally go to to get a shot. You know, where does that sensitivity come from in terms of the equity issues? Are you reading a lot about that? I mean, I've read about it, you know, I've heard about, you know, lots of people going to areas that they've never been to, especially underserved areas and, and people in underserved areas then having trouble to get the vaccine. So it's this is definitely something that I've been thinking about when I've designed the site and how I'm marketing the site and who I'm reaching out to. It, this is uh, something I'm considering when I'm doing that. And that's why we're working on, you know, for example, uh, translating it into Spanish is something that we are working on uh, as well because we want to be able to reach as many people in all areas of the city and surrounding cities as possible. Medicine doesn't stand still and neither do we. AMA members don't just keep up with medicine, they shape its future. Help move medicine, join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash movingmedicine. How are you reaching, you know, your kind of target audience, so to speak? Uh, with the word about the site? Is it just kind of spreading organically from some friends so, and reading in the paper? What, Where is that coming from? Uh, we've been on multiple um, media outlets, which have helped. And then I think it, it's in like a lot of, it's in one of the big um, vaccine hunter Facebook groups in the area. Has, has, has uh, We've posted it there and other people have posted it. And it's in some of the other spreadsheets and documents uh, that pe people have created linking to the site. And we're just reaching out to new people and working on new things, you know, <laughs> always. When you so reached with the, just yesterday, right? 
to a publication. There's an yeah, we reached out to a publication on Saturday, um, as well. Yeah. So it is it is a great story, and hopefully the word is getting out about your new site, ilvaccine.org. Can you tell me? You know, how do you do this? Is this all volunteer driven? I've been to the site and I looked at the, you know, the sites where you're saying they have a vaccine available or you can make an appointment. How are you kind of keeping this updated and what kind of obstacles are you running into doing this? I think we have 12 or 13 volunteers that are just updating data at the moment, um, somewhere from 10 to 13 that are just updating data. And then we've also been working on automating certain locations. So I think we're at we're, we've got a lot of locations where every seven minutes or so uh, it goes to the site, checks if there's appointments and updates the data so that it can be less work for volunteers and more accurate. And we're, there's some uh, other there's someone we're in contact with. We're working to add more of those locations. Is that, uh, you know, hard to develop integrations with different sites like that? I imagine, you know, that's not uh, necessarily the easiest and fastest thing to do. How are you finding that? Uh, it depends on the site. Some of them are easier than others because they're all using different systems. Some are not super complicated. Some are much more complicated. Are you finding, I notice uh, that some of the bigger chains may be more difficult. Are you finding it works better with some and not, not others? Uh, I mean, for, a, I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, for example, Walgreens actually now without an account, you can get generalized uh, details on the appointment availability which is very useful and you know they don't they i understand that that they don't want people to have very specific information about exactly what time slots um and that's restricted with the walgreens.com account but what is good is that you know without an account you're able to easily put in a zip code and see if any slots exist within 25 miles so for example that's something that we've integrated into the site Got it. Are you making any other kind of changes, uh, anything planned to make it even easier to use? I've been thinking about what type of other filters we can add, but I'm trying to make sure that I'm keep, keeping in mind that we want it to be simple as well. So we're, we're thinking about uh, different ways that we can publicize, make it easier to use and to filter locations as well. That's excellent. Uh, Hillary, uh, you know, what kind of feedback are you getting from folks who have been helped by the system? The feedback's been really, really positive. Um, I had a friend from Texas reach out last week, and it turns out she knew people in two different states who'd used his website to get appointments for their parents. And this is a friend who knows Eli really well, but didn't know he was doing this. And as soon as they said, yeah, I think the website was in the paper, you know, she read about it, she said, that's Eli, that's Eli Couston, you know? So <laughs> it's great to hear that it's helping so many people. Eli's gotten a lot of messages through the website of people he's helped. There've been lots of posts, you know, in different groups. And, and those are just the ones we know about. Um, so it, it's really great to to see that it's, it's helping people and actually making a difference. Eli, anything that you would want to uh, tell physicians out in our audience? Uh, any advice, any uh, thing that you'd like to pass on to them? Yeah. So uh, first of all, thank you for all you've done, you're doing now and throughout the entire pandemic. Uh, I know that I'm very grateful and that, you know, the uh, almost everyone is very grateful for all the work you've been doing. Um, and then second, you know, I think what would help, I understand that not all of you will have control over this as you're part of a bigger system, but I think what would be 
helpful is to make sure that uh, your healthcare systems are communi- are working with organizations like this in, in your state, whether that's Illinois or whether that's, you know, working with something like vaccinate CA in California or, or something else in another state, just to ensure that there's other sites that are doing this that have thousands of visitors every day. You just want to make sure that the information they're displaying is accurate and that you can work with them. And then also to make sure that your websites, you're providing transparency uh, to, uh, to a certain degree of who is getting the vaccine. You know, I understand you can't say that if you are 62 and a half, you're going to get your vaccine on, you know, April 25th. You can't say stuff like that. But what you could something more just like we're vaccinating people 65 and older, you know, right now and to wait for a scheduling ticket instead of just saying we're doing 1B but to say, you know, exactly which parts of 1B you're doing and, you know, if you're currently doing them or not, things like that. Mm-hmm. Has this impacted uh, anything about what you want to do when you're uh, out in the post-school world? I mean, I want to make a positive change on the world. <laughs> well, I'd say you're off, to a, you're off to a pretty good start on that already. Thanks so much, Eli Hillary, for being with us here today. Eli, thanks for this work. It's really amazing to see people making a difference like you're doing right now. That's it for today's COVID-19 update. We'll be back with another segment shortly. For more information about COVID-19, visit ama-assn.org slash COVID-19. And if uh, you're in Illinois, Eli, where should they go to check out uh, where they can get a vaccine? ilvaccine.org. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. Please take care. Thanks for having us. This content was originally published as part of the AMA's COVID-19 daily video updates. Find the latest at ama-assn.org slash COVID update. Subscribe to other great AMA podcasts available wherever you listen to yours or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thank you for listening.